everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Lessons with Troy, the podcast. I'm your host, Troy Bernie Meyer. This week, I'm happy to welcome back Alan Akaka for another episode of Hawaiian Steel Guitar Talk Story. If you want to learn more about Alan and his school for Hawaiian music, you can visit his site at kekulamele.com. Right now, we're going to kick off this episode with my performance of his arrangement of the song Lovely Hula Hands, which was written by R. Alex Anderson. If you want to learn how to play the song, we're offering the tablature, jam track, and performance track on my other site, onlinelessonvideos.com. Also, if you're interested in learning more about playing lap steel, dobro, Weisenborn, or pedal steel, be sure to check out my site, lessonswithtroy.com. Right now, here's the song Lovely Hula Hands, followed by Talk Story with Alan Akaka. Welcome to another episode of Hawaiian Steel Guitar Talk Story. Let's go ahead and make welcome Alan Akaka all the way from Hawaii. Welcome, Alan. Konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm supposed to say aloha, but you know, I just got back from Japan. Yes, I saw your pictures on uh, on the Facebook. Yeah, I had 
And how was all that food part? <laughs> I mean, I was posting almost daily. The food in Japan is just great. Uh, I, you know, when the food is so good, it's, it's hard to say no. And, you know, from the first day all the way till I left, <laughs> I ate so much of that, that delicious food from, you know, um, Japanese-style food to even Western-style food. <laughs> it was all so good. Yeah, I ate my way through Japan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize any of the, you know, there's so such different uh, food than what I would normally see. It's, it's, it's neat to see the pictures of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Japan, the, the people are so kind. Th did you know that there are a lot of foreign music fans in Japan? Really? really? A lot. A lot. I mean, I, I did 11 appearances there. From a concert hall to just going into what they call live houses, you know, they're, they're just um, bars where th that have stages and, and, and people buy tickets and they come in and we put on a, a program. There's a lot of, a lot of hula dancers up there. I mean, you can't imagine how many hula dancers, uh, way more than in Hawaii. And many beautiful hula dancers too yeah japanese yeah um and 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 you know what when they dance it's like they're they're as good as the ones here yeah you can't tell the difference and they range in ages from from child to to grandmother you know from from keiki to tutu wide range of ages and and the talent there's so much talent musicians too you know the two musicians that were with me on my trip are very accomplished they know a lot of hawaiian songs uh they can play jazz they can play rock they can play hawaiian they can play blues i mean they're so versatile and and they can sing along with me so it's easy you know um i could put a chart in front of them they could read it yeah. or they could just play along all i had to do is call out the key yeah such great musicians out there still guitarists a lot of still guitarists the, the the problem with Japan, however, is that uh, many of them are are they're older. You know, their products of the '60s. I should say they were in college around the '60s. So you know, they're all gray-haired. You know, leaning over. But wow, listen to them play steel guitar. You'd be amazed. They're so good, and the sounds. It's like old Hawaii. Uh, some of them play like Baki Shirakata, who was the dean of steel guitar up there. And he's a product of Hawaii, graduated from a Hawaii school, actually born and raised here in Hawaii, graduated here, went up to Japan with a couple friends. He stayed, the two other friends came home, and Bucky then, um, he went to the top with with uh, with a steel guitar, with his own style, using a an A minor tuning. Oh, interesting. Which is apropos because a lot of the Japanese songs are in minor. Huh. He even wrote Hawaiian songs and, and, and he had hit songs himself that um, people still sing today. You know, like uh, when the saints come marching in. Yeah. Honolulu, how'd you do? Songs like that. And they sing it just like how he used to sing it. Huh. Um, uh, and, and, and he was great with jazz on the minor tuning. He was great. So um, his son was my guitarist on this trip. Okay. Very good. Very good player. All of his sons play anyway. So so the, 
the nice thing is there's a young crop of still guitarists there. I call them the next generation. They're in their 30s, 40s, but much younger than you know the the generation that uh, is most prevalent on the steel guitar and 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 they're all hyped they're ready to go i have something called the akaka club and they're members of my akaka club yeah tell us about and that what, what is that the akaka club it, it's uh you know it, people can sign up to be members and and uh there's a website and so on although i i'm going to put up a new website now mind you it has to be in english and japanese so I have to, I have to rely on on some of the members to actually translate what I write. Uh-huh. And um, the Kaka Club is it? Well, it, it's it's what I call my tour, the Kaka Club tour, and included in my tour are workshops. So you know, people attend my workshops. They want to learn how to play better, or you know, they want to learn from somebody from Hawaii. So, so it's great. Um, so I've been the, doing the Kaka Club thing for for a few years now. And, uh, you know, like the last major concert we had in Yokohama for the Kaka Club itself, you know, it, it was like there were, it was from midday all the way till the evening, just one group after another playing. Huh. And, you know, I sat through that and I was just enjoying hearing all the music, you know, the Hawaiian style music, um, the old songs. Yeah. It, it was neat. <laughs> <laughs> so so Japan, Japan has a lot of fula. It still has Hawaiian music. And they welcome players of Hawaiian music there. They just love it. Um, they'll sing along or, you know, they'll, they'll just sit there and, you can see them bouncing their heads, sometimes mouthing the words to the songs. Yeah. They get into it. And I like to get it in, uh, get, you know, um, I, I like to to entertain them. And, and luckily, I know some Japanese enough so that, you know, they understand me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... I, I, I'm not fluent, <laughs> but, you know, I, I know some key phrases. Well, where all did you go on your tour? Well, I went to Yokohama, Tokyo, Chiba. That's all on the east side of Honshu Island, which is a main island. Yeah. And we flew over to Kobe. We did, we did a concert there. And uh, yeah, so you know, eleven performances. And that many of the live houses, in fact, all of the live houses I went to were all Hawaiian themed clubs. Ah. Hawaiian themed. I remember when I first used to go there in the 80s, there were more Hawaiian-themed clubs, more. But it, it's nice to see that some are still in existence, and, and they have their own clientele who love Hawaiian music. And then there's this rivalry between two major universities, because back in its heyday, they had these Hawaiian clubs, and it, the, the rivalry is which, which university has a better Hawaiian club? <laughs> And they, they still tell today, and we laugh about it. We talk about it. Like the chairman of Mayakaka Club, he's from this university, and the vice chairman is from that university. And so I joke around with them, <laughs> and we all laugh and and so on. Well, why? Yeah, I'm just sitting. I'm thinking. You know, w- w- obviously, you know, Hawaiian music's amazing. But what what do you think uh, makes it 
so so popular in Japan, you know, versus maybe in California or something? Because Hawaii is a paradise. And and back in those days, you know, before they were watching much TV, they had the radio and they would listen every weekend to Hawaii calls. I know a couple of friends of mine told me they would run home in time to turn on the radio to listen to Hawaii calls. They knew exactly what time yeah. it aired and they would sit in front of the radio and listen. And and, and many of them learned the songs. Yeah. And, and you know what surprised me too is uh, I remember going into a club in Shibuya and this person started singing a song and he didn't stop at verse four. He kept on going to the next verse, next verse, next verse, next verse. It's something that we don't do in Hawaii. We, it's, if a song has ten verses, normally we do only a few song, a few verses, and then the last verse, which is normally haina yeah. or puana. But he sang all the verses. It floored me. <laughs> he knew all the verses, you know, which is what you should do when you sing a song because then you tell the story, the entire story, yeah. rather than just parts of it. And and I was I was just amazed. It inspired me, you know, to do more for Hawaiian music. And so, you, you know, um, and it inspired me to teach my students all the verses yeah. of a song. Of course, I, I try not to, you know, pick the songs with 20 verses. <laughs> you know, try to keep it at a reasonable amount. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and go through the verses. So you were telling us a little bit earlier about, um, or telling me, that is, a little bit earlier before we got started about uh, kind of a more traditional uh, place that, that you visited. You know, t- tell our listeners about that. Yeah, at the end of my tour, my wife and I, uh, we, we met in Nagoya, and which is about in the middle. It's between Tokyo and, and Osaka and Kobe. These are the main cities. And uh, we drove over, and by the way, I drove. I have an international license, so I could drive. It was fun. <laughs> Driving on the other side of the road. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and, and, and we drove to the west side of the island, which is known for its seafood. Now, mind you, in Japan, they, they have these tow roads, just like in America, but the tow roads have these oasises. And unlike in America where you can pull off, you know, and, 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 and go buy something, you know, go to McDonald's or, or Cracker Barrel, whatever. Yeah. Over there, since you can't really get off because then you're going to have to pay again. They have these these wonderful oasises. And, of course, they have the bathrooms. And then they have shops and restaurants, maybe a Starbucks, convenience store, big parking lot. Some people actually go there to, to take a nap you know, after a long drive. Oh, it's also a truck stop. Um, maybe there's a filling station. Uh, not all of them have them. But at each oasis, they they have some some items. They sell food items, for example. It could be even chopsticks or bows or whatever that you can only find in that area. So if you don't buy it there, you probably won't find it anywhere else. So you, if you like it, you better buy it. Yeah. And, and, and then uh, when we got to the, the west side... The other coast, the west coast, we stayed at a traditional Japanese inn. Now, this one dates back to the mid-1800s. And in the traditional inns, uh, they have tatami mat floors. 
So once you go into your room, you remove your shoes, you don't even wear flip-flops or, or, or slippers. You, you walk in the room and there are all these straw mats, tatami mats. The table there, the dining table in the room is low. So you have to sit on the ground, on the floor to, to have your meal. And that's how it was done. So, so you know, we had a meal, big meal, <laughs> plenty, plenty seafood. I mean, I, I was just, I was ready to roll off on the mat after I ate. Um, afterwards, they they cleared the table, pushed the table to the side, and they they set up the beds. Now the beds are now these are are um, Japanese blankets, futons they call them, and it's on the floor, beautiful beautiful so they set up your bed and, and that's where you sleep and it's on the tatami mat so it's like sleeping on a board or a hard mattress <laughs> and i love my soft mattresses i really do but it, 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 it was really nice now one thing about that japanese inn is they had a private bath in um in the room private onsen or a hot spring yeah and it was open, and luckily it was the air was really cool, nice, beautiful. So I sat in the bath. I could feel the cool, cool breeze. So with the hot water and the cool breeze, it was just like being in heaven. They they have a bigger bath there or onsen, real big for the public, nice. And and that spring water is all natural spring water. Huh. You know, it tasted a little salty, and it's heated naturally because it is a volcanic island. Yeah. The water was really hot, so you know, they said, don't turn off the cold water tap <laughs> for good reason, <laughs> <laughs> for very good reason. But it was all so very nice. The food was great, the ambiance, I mean, an old inn, um, the, the, the hot spring bath, oh, heavenly. <laughs> it, it, it was so nice, you know, it, you know every, and, and um, the women were all dressed in traditional kimono. Uh -huh. He spoke softly and yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was really nice. It was hard to leave. I, I can imagine. Oh gosh, yeah, it was hard to leave. But you know, in Japan, like I said, they know a lot of the Hawaiian songs, the traditional Hawaiian songs, also a lot of the old Hapahali songs, and it was due to you know like Hawaii calls, and many many of our popular Hawaiian musicians used to fly over there. Haonani Kahalevai. Pua Almeida, Sonny Nicholas, I mean, you name it, they were up there. Nina Kili Ivahamana from Hawaii Coast. Um, and and, and um, they, they were like, uh, they were legends up there in Japan. And so, you know, there are many entertainers from Hawaii going going there today. Uh, but, but they do the songs of today, the newly written or newly composed songs. Which are nice, but they're very different from the older songs, the the songs from the twenties, thirties, forties. Yeah, and 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 that's those are the songs I do. So you know, my audience is is you know the the, the older generation, mm -hmm. and they just love it, and then a few younger ones too. So so you know, um, when I go there, I go as a soloist. And then I have the pickup band, uh -huh. who who um, who knows my material, yeah. and so you know I, I play the old songs and so on. Every now and then I'll, I'll pull out another song like All of Me or Stardust, you know, non Hawaiian, yeah. which they know. 
you know they're very familiar with it you know and by the way this crowd that that was into hawaiian music back in the 50s 60s even the 70s you know they're the ones that attended the universities they're the white collar workers or the ceos uh-huh. the ones who didn't attend college many of them are into more the traditional japanese songs not so much into the hawaiian music uh-huh. so you you can see this divide uh-huh. okay so you know so you know my crowd is the ones that can fly to what you afford to you know fly over and, and, and stay for a little while yeah could be a month you know and, and so on good crowd what what are these clubs like that you're playing i mean are they are they decked out with the you know hawaiian oh, themes and you know you, you 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 well yeah you, you know there's like tiki's in there you know it, it depends everyone is different there's one called aloha station there's one that's called coco as a coconut coco music studio uh-huh. um Let's see, there's Ho'okipa, which is a Hawaiian word. Ho'okipa, um, what did you call it? Bar? Anyway, bar and nightclub. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so many different ones. Uh, what else? Ku'uhoa, which means my friend. That's the name of another place. Uh, let's see. Um, another one that, that doesn't have a Hawaiian theme, but I, I, but he's recorded Hawaiian music. The owner has recorded really nice stuff too, you know, four part harmony. Yeah. All Hawaiian songs. Huh. <laughs> really, really nice. Um, when you, for example, Aloha Station, walking in there, there are instruments hanging on the wall ukuleles, guitars, steel guitars. People can pull them off and play them. Huh. They're not only je- decoration. On the stage, piano, drum set. Upright bass, um, Fender amplifiers, tube amplifiers, um, the microphones. Um, I mean everything. They have they have everything in there, and and the clubs are like that. Yeah, yeah. They have everything. So are there it, are there it, Japanese uh, musicians that kind of tour these clubs? You know, they'll go from club to club. Uh, there are many that do, but you know, normally you know they go to the same club. Ah. Uh. You know, you know, um, and, and, and yet, uh, like going back to Aloha Station, they have country night. So the country players come out. Oh, okay. Or they have jazz night. And jazz players come out. And Hawaiian night. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, many different themes. Gotcha. Um, Coco Music Studio, they put on concerts. Uh, you know, they fill up a concert hall. Hawaiian music with hula. Huh. Things like that. So you, you know, um, when I go there, and and then mind you, th- these these clubs are not very big. Maybe they fit thirty people. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so you know, the people are very close. Yeah. You know, I can see them, and so on. I can talk to them from the stage. Uh, and and and. Um, yeah, and, and but but you know in Japan too, you know they they pay a premium. Yeah, you know the tickets are not like ten dollars or twenty dollars. Oh, really? You know they're much higher. <laughs> I mean, I remember doing dinner shows, hundred twenty dollars per person. Really? For dinner and then a Hawaiian show, hundred twenty dollars. Wow. Yeah, they 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 pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know Japan is not a cheap place to live at. You know. 
Yeah, I've never, I've never, I'd love to visit. I've never been uh, to the Far East. It'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, and, and Japan is the one that, that uh, where you can find Hawaiian music. If you go to China, they have still guitars, but the recordings I've, I've heard out of China are of classical music. Could be Tchaikovsky. You know, that, that's sort of music. Interesting, yeah. Not really Hawaiian. Korea, Bobby and Gano was just there. Right after, the day I came home, they were at their part leaving for Korea. And, and people were not familiar with the steel guitar. Huh. It, it, like, it was new to them. So, yeah, yeah. So I told Bobby, hey, you know, you can start a revolution there. <laughs> you know, they, but there's hula. So the, they, they know Hawaiian music. Ukulele is popular. Yeah. But still guitar, they don't know. Huh. Maybe I'll go there someday. Although, I, you know, I don't have any contacts there. In China, too, maybe I have a contact. But, you know, Japan for me is good enough because it is so clean. <laughs> the people are so kind. Um, the, the food is excellent. Uh, you know, it's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Really, it is good enough. Uh, just love it there. Sounds amazing, for sure. Yeah. I could go there for several weeks if I want to, you know, um, visit with friends, you know, if I'm not playing. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just wonderful to see all the, the sites, the temples, the shrines. Yeah. Uh, the, the gorgeous scenery. It's so green there. Oh, uh, they're so nature-minded, really. Even the big cities like Tokyo have have parks that that are so beautiful. It's like if if you didn't hear all the cars and you know all the city noise, you would think you were in the country. Oh wow! Lots of trees. Actually, quite peaceful. Very nice, serene. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. But but yeah, Japan. I'll be going back again this year. Um, I actually call it a vacation. I mean, play. Playing the show at night is, is not work for me. It's easy. <laughs> it's vacation. It really is. But yeah, you, you know, I, I encourage everybody to go to Japan, even if you um, go with a group, you know, and it's best to go with a group if you don't know the place because then at least you can learn about it through the, the guide. Mm -hmm. and, and the guide will take you to some of the, the popular spots. You can see a lot of the beauty of Japan. Learn about its culture. Um, they probably won't know where where the Hawaiian nightclubs are, but you know, um, if you're lucky, you know, you can hook with somebody who does through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Or Google. And and you have you have some Japanese friends, right? Oh yeah, On a Facebook. lot more since I've started playing Hawaiian for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you you know, if if you say you know I, I'm going I'm going to Tokyo, um, I'd like to listen to some Hawaiian music. Can you help me? Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, what uh, what 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 tune do you have for us this week? What are, what do you what do you got? Well, the song I have was written by R. Alex Anderson. He was born in the late eighteen hundreds, and by the time I met him, he was already in his nineties, and he died when he was, I, I believe, one hundred and one. Oh man. So he lived a really, really good long life. He didn't quite make it to the 21st century. He was just a few years short of that. 
but in, in the span of a hundred years, he wrote a number of songs, um, no, number of songs that I, I, I love playing, I love hearing. I mean, they're so romantic. Some are fun, some don't make sense, but that's what makes them fun. <laughs> um, his three most popular songs were Howly Hula, which was his favorite of all songs. And, and by the way, Howly Hula was written for Don Blanding's uh, Hula Moon Show. Don Blanding was known for, um, I believe, for May Day. Uh, was it May Day? Yeah, I believe so. And and uh, or he's credited with May Day. And then, um, although he didn't write the song, somebody else wrote the song. But but uh, for the May Day celebration that we have here in the islands every May first. Uh -huh. um, another song that. Uh, that was recorded by Bing Crosby and the Andrew sisters, Malakalikimaka, the, the the most famous of all Hawaiian Christmas songs. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then the one that I that I'm going to share today, "Lovely Hula Hands." Now, before I get into "Lovely Hula Hands," I want to play a few songs that that he wrote that I I just love, and some of them are actually recorded. This one is called "White Ginger Blossoms." The thing about White Ginger Blossoms is I fell in love with this song before I started learning to play the steel guitar. And it is actually the very first song I learned on the steel guitar. Oh, really? How cool. The very first. I taught myself to play this. And it was not on a C6 tuning, but it was actually the a B-flat major tuning. No sixes, just B-flat major. What I did is I took a slack key tuning on the guitar and I, I just flew around with it until I got the B flat tuning. Ah. D, B flat, F, D, B flat, and so on. And, and, and you know, I, I, I figured it out, you know. Yeah. By then, even though I was a teenager, I could read music. And so I opened our Alex Anderson's book that was just released. And, and, and I found White Ginger Blossoms. And so I tried to figure it out on this tuning that I was brand new to. And, you know, I came up with something like this. beautiful melody um an another song that that I, I enjoy doing is one that has lyrics that don't make sense <laughs> it goes something like this as i strolled along the shore in a mu'u mu'u made of koa mu'u mu'u is his dress koa is wood so it doesn't make sense yeah <laughs> while, I, while i played a tune on my sweet okolehau okolehau is a drink <laughs> You know, so but it, but it's it it's a fun song. You know, it, it you know it, it goes like this. And there's one part that it goes uh, where it goes. 
Umu humu nuku nuku up wa swim along singing a song and and the 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 cards just go up like this. Yeah, and, 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 and that's different. Yeah. You know, it goes up grammatically. Another song um, I like to do is, um, in, in fact, for one of the old-timers who would come down to the Waikiki Beach Marriott, mm -hmm. and um, she's from the east side of Maui, near Hana Town. And, and so I would do, uh, I would do this, uh, this one song that... Um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I take it back. Wrong. Uh, scratch that one. <laughs> no, here's, here's a song from the island of Molokai. Yeah. And it was written in honor of Juan Baxter, who went to visit the island, so the story says. And supposedly, he drank too much, too much of the okolehao. And, 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 and when he stood up, you know, like somebody who had too much to drink. Yeah. So, you know, he couldn't walk straight, and, and uh, he was a little cockeyed. So R. Alex Anderson wrote The Cockeyed Mare of Kanakakai, oh. you know, which goes, He wore a mow and a coconut hat. One was for this and the other for that. All the people shouted as he went by. He was a cockeyed mare of Kanakakai. Yeah, so, nice. you know, I, I looked... You know, um, it, it's a fun song, um, and, and, and so you know, th th there's many, 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 many more. You know, um, even you know, uh, even this. stars for you so many beautiful songs he wrote I mean really the you know the list goes on and on and on yeah uh, songs that that I did over the years I I, I, I I backed up other musicians singing these songs and so on but this song um lovely hula hands again one of the top one of his top three songs, as far as popularity is concerned. So, so you know, the, in the song, the, there's there's a line that goes, "Ko lima nanie," "Ko lima" is your hands or the hands. Nani is beautiful or lovely. Uh. So, "Ko lima nanie," your beautiful hands are lovely, the hands. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so. Let me just play a little, and then I'm going to explain a few things. Yeah. You know, the introduction goes something like this. Thank you. 
Okay, let me explain a little about what I did. Okay, first of all, uh, at measure eight of this tab, I play harmonics, pick harmonics. Oh, by the way, this is in the C13 tuning. Okay. It's a great tuning for Hawaiian tunes, a great tuning. After all, you know, the C6 tuning in itself is the most popular tuning in Hawaii, or I should say for Hawaiian music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if, 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 you, if you go around and ask uh, the top steel guitar players what they're playing, they're playing the C6 tuning or a variation of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway... So what I'm doing is just harmonics, and you know, you know, harmonics, especially in Hawaii, people just love the sound of the harmonics. Some call it chimes, some call it bell tones. Why? Because it, it sort of sounds like it. The, the thing about this is you got to place your hand, your, your right hand, 12 frets away from where the bar is. So in this case, I'm on the 12th fret with my bar, and I have to place the side of my palm exactly 12 frets away. Now, somebody learning how to play it has to remember that when you're picking, it's just like you're doing blocking or muting. The difference is, is the timing. With blocking and muting, you would mute the pick. In this case, you mute and pick at the same instant. Like that. Yeah. So the key is to find the sweet spot. And the sweet spot is very narrow. So and and then another thing too is, you know, if, if you're a little off, you can tell. So what I would advise is to keep on picking until you find that sweet spot. Move your right hand to the left, to the right, until you find the clearest, most distinct bell tone or chimes. Right there. Now, as a guide so that you can always find that, you can use wherever you're picking, wherever your thumb pick is picking, use that as a guide, or you can look on the opposite side of your hand and find a pick point over there. In other words, you know, do you see a fret? Um, what fret do you see? Okay, remember that. Whatever you see, remember that. I tend to like to look uh, at the back of my palm and find uh, find a fret over there that I can go to. Some other people like to look at the thumb, where the thumb is picking, and I always go to that yeah. to find the right spot. Okay, another thing to keep in mind is don't hit the, the harmonic so hard. Because it, it should be very delicate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, 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 um, and another thing too is make sure when you pick with your with your palm touching the string, make sure you get off of it quickly. So so think of it this way, okay? It's like put your palm down very lightly and get off quickly, lightning fast. 
like this. Something like that. Of course. The farther down you go the neck with your bar, the easier it is because then the sweet spot widens. You know, with the frets. Yeah. 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 You get up high to the 12 fret, it, it's, you know, the sweet spot is really, really narrow up here. So keep that in mind, yeah. And and so when you're moving them around or you're trying to get to them quick, you just really have to practice seeing you where you're You have to practice for, yeah, because your, your right hand is moving in tandem with your bar, but because the frets are, are, are different up here, so it's moving in tandem, but it, it you know, it, it, it you got to know how far to move. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, you can do, you can uh, play harmonics uh, using double stops too. You can, you know. Oh, nice. Like that. You, you know, but but it, it, people love it here because it, it's so sweet and calming. And so, so when you, when you, when you attack those notes, I shouldn't say attack, when you touch those notes, uh, make sure that, that um, you do it in a manner where, where you're not striking it so hard. You know, you know, it's not like trying to hit a home run. Yeah. No, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, it's so. So I have, I have, I have that in the song. Um, I also have this little thing where I, I use an open strings, and this would be in measure number eleven, going to twelve, where I go like this. open top string and then I resolve it going to a triple five uh, nice so yeah so that's great. so you know that that's that's um lovely hula hands um it, it again you know let me just play it um I'm not gonna per se follow um, what I wrote in the tab, but at least you as a listener will get a gist of it, you know, how it goes, you know. Yeah. 
okay. I mean, you know, that that's that's a melody and 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 chords and 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 everything else in there. I mean, potentially that's how somebody can play it. Yeah. So uh, as far as my tab is concerned, I kept it pretty basic, simple, and you can hear the melody. The most important thing: honor the composer by playing the melody at least the first time. So, so I learned that from you know from some of the uh, the great artists here in Hawaii, or legendary, I should say, because they were you know beyond great. Yeah. You know, so. You know, I learned, learned a lot from those those old-timers. Loved it. Well, great. I love the, the double stops you were doing there. Man, that just sounds so cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this is great. You know, um, I love doing these podcasts with you and um, sharing some songs of the islands. Um, I'm going to have another song, another song next time we meet, and, and we can... Um, we can learn about, you know, someone else and maybe about the song itself. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. Good good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, Love yeah, we, we I put up that we, you know, had uh, the opportunity to ask a question. And, and uh, Daryl Roth had mentioned about um, that he owned a, a beard resonator guitar. And, uh, you know, he would is always thought about playing Hawaiian music or, or, you know, it'd be something new that he may want to get into. But, you know, a lot of my students ask this about putting their, their dobro or, or resonator guitar into a, a six tuning, like a C6 tuning. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to, to offer for students like that? Well, first of all, you know, the, the, the original, original still guitar tuning would have been probably slack key, which would be a, a G tuning with the D on the top. And, you know, you can do a lot of songs in, in, in the G tuning, Hawaiian songs. You don't necessarily have to have a C6 tuning to play the songs. To play the tabs, yes, you need the tuning that, you know, uh, the tab is written in. But can you play Hawaiian songs on, on the G tuning? Absolutely. Can you play Hawaiian songs on the D tuning? Absolutely. Um, what, 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 uh, how, what will make it sound Hawaiian? Well, you know, it's a style. It's a style. It's how you slide or glissando. It's it's um. It's what you do uh, with the melody, um, and, and so on. We could talk a lot about that, but uh, if you do want to get into the C six tuning, absolutely, you're going to have to change your strings, uh, because uh, you know the type of strings used for a D and a G normally are are not suited for C six tuning. And and you don't want any any of your strings to bust. The bottom strings will probably not be as heavy, and and so on. So if you have questions, go ahead. Uh, contact uh, Troy through his website, or through his blog, or through Facebook, mm-hmm. and we we can discuss this more uh, the next time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we always love to answer questions, or I love to ask you these questions because you you answer them yeah. very well. Yeah. And, and, and maybe next time, what I'll do is um, I'll bring out a, a, an instrument that I just received mm-hmm. from uh, Echo Park Guitars in Los Angeles. He sent me a, a Weizenbarn copy that, that he's making. Ah, okay. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, originally I was going to tune it to a G tuning. I play Hawaiian songs. Mm-hmm. Um, or even a D tuning, but I, I settled on a D7 tuning. Neat, Yeah. 
a D7 tuning. And, and, and so, you know, I, I'm fooling around with it. So D7 tuning would be sort of like a, you know, the old uh, uh, E7 tuning. <laughs> so one step down. What would that, what would that be uh, from your lowest to your highest string? The lowest, well, let me go for the highest to the lowest. That, that's easiest for okay. me. So D, A, F sharp, C, uh-huh. A, D. Gotcha. Yeah. So it'd be an open D. So it works. It yeah, works. Yeah. In fact, I, I'm planning that to, to play it down in Waikiki at some point. How cool. I'll have to try. I've never tried that. Just lowering that fourth string down. The fourth string from a D to a C. Yeah. Yeah. It was because you get the seventh. So that's why I did it. I, I, I was just fooling around and, and, and I liked it. Very cool. Yeah. So it works. It works for Hawaiian songs. <laughs> well, good. Well, I, I, uh, we're probably about out of time and uh, really appreciate it again, Alan. Yeah. We'll, we'll be uh, hopefully doing a lot more of these. And uh, you had mentioned, I don't know if you want to mention your, the Haimele website that you guys are starting or is this yeah we we have highmele.org that's h-i-m-e-l-e.org and we're going to start a, a online online newsletter it's going to be more like a blog and so on that people can can uh you know uh look into the you know you can even uh put in some of your own thoughts and ideas and troy is gonna be uh one of those to contribute we're, we're actually gonna put uh, you know, lessons with Troy on on that on that site. I think it'll be good because Troy is all about the the steel guitar, not only the Hawaiian steel guitar, but steel guitar in general. And so it, it'll be a nice addition to the website. Yeah, that's. Uh, and we're we're even on Facebook. So okay, well I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. Okay. Well, take care then. I'll see you. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. Have a wonderful time uh, with your music. Aloha.